Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. that everybody who listens to this podcast would naturally think of me as an optimist but do you want to know how i know that ultimately i am one go on the amount of times when i've got a headache or similar and i think oh, i better take a paracetamol or a neurofen plus mm. don't want to come over as all steve arnott here but... <laughs> i get that joke now <laughs> good i've caught up good good yeah, yeah. um anyway the, the amount of time i go to take a tablet and I, I get them out they're in my hand and i realize there isn't a glass of water nearby yeah and then i think oh, i'll be fine i can just i can just get them down using my oh, saliva hugely optimistic always goes poorly i was gonna say does it ever come good no. doubt it and tonight it was it was that situation and i didn't see the the requisite drink but i was close to the bathroom so i, I thought i'll do this thing that I've invented where I sort of fill my mouth with water and then pop the tablets in, mm. out of the tap, right. and then pop the tablets in and wash them down that way. Okay. That never goes well either. And yet I still think of it as a great invention. Why of don't my... you put the tablets in first and then put your mouth under the tap? <laughs> because then you've got all these <laughs> right. dry tablets. I don't know. Okay, okay. What, do you think that's an acceptable way of doing it? Uh, you've got to get like your head under the tap. Yeah, I don't I know. So. I mean, it's it's more it's more normal than trying to do it with a dry mouth, unless mm. you consider yourself to be someone who's very wet of mouth, which I don't think you are. Are you? you're not a dribbly man? No, no. Pretty, pretty average, mm, yeah. all things considered. <laughs> okay, good. In that respect, mm, mm. below average in many, but in right. terms of amount of saliva in, at any given time, okay, I think mean, pretty average. Glad we got that sorted out so early on in the podcast. Although now I'm thinking about it, I'm wondering if I'm a bit of dry of mouth. Suddenly, I feel incredibly wet. Funnily enough, really? Yeah, my mouth feels soaking. <laughs> Um, let me tell you something that has flared up a couple of times for me recently and I've thought here's, here's, this is very driftery mm-hmm. and of course it is because I am one really love a fro-yo remind me what a fro oh a frozen yogurt yeah yes we've, yeah. we feel that we went quite deep into the fro-yo rabbit hole I don't know if it was last week or the week before oh when we, didn't, we weren't sure what was in a frozen yogurt yes yeah yeah I think you were trying to say that if you just put a yogurt in the freezer, it'd be the same as a frozen yogurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was positing that that wasn't the case. That it's somehow whipped with something else. Yeah, mm. which I still think I'm right. Mm-hmm. But I've neither Googled it. Me neither. Nor has anybody emailed in to tell no, us otherwise. No. So it remains an unresolved question. Mm. Anyway, I, I, really, I really like a froyo. Mm. And I think when a lot of people have them, they're going a bit healthy. So can I just interrupt? Mm. So something's bugging me and I need to get it off my chest. Mm. Is Freyo a brand name? And no. you're talking about a brand. No. Sorry, so you are shortening frozen yogurt to Froyo. Yeah, but I didn't invent that. It's a, it's a common... Everyone says, okay, sorry. Okay, fine. Have you not... I just thought that people say frozen yogurt. Sorry. No, they say Froyo. Froyo, fine, fine, fine. I just need Where to Where have you been? Where have you been? I don't know. I guess not in the Froyo zone. But this this isn't a recent invention. No, I know. I'm just not a frozen yogurt person. I just not. Have I'm not part it? of that gang. Once, what happened? Nice. 
So you tried something, you thought it was nice, and then you decided it wasn't for you. It's just not something that's ever just in, on my radar. It's just not. We don't have a frozen yogurt shop near us. It's well, just... you don't have a shop near you. <laughs> There's nothing near you. It's, just... it's a very good point. We don't, yeah. Okay, now we're getting to the bottom yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we finished the radio show. And I bought something You haven't really left your neighbourhood. There's nothing there. <laughs> right, yes. <sighs> okay. All right. What was I talking about? Sorry, I'm so sorry for interrupting. No, it's good. It's you were fine. talking about your froyos. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the return from the interruption is going to make this interesting all of a sudden. It's like saying icre instead of ice cream. Anyway, ke- keep on going. I noticed you dropped the, the D out of iced cream. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> keep on, keep on going. Don't let me stop you. Right. The point being, the point I was, I was about to make was mm. a lot of people... I think, think of it as a healthy alternative to an ice cream. Right, yes. Or an iced cream. Mm-hmm. And as toppings, they'll have berries and such like. Mm-hmm. I'm like a child. How familiar are you with the, the film Elf? Uh, I'm trying to think if I've ever seen it. I might have seen it once. Oh, I think you'd love it. Yeah. Anyway, the, you, you get the premise of it. Yeah. Will Ferrell is a, a fully grown man who behaves like a child. Right. There's a scene in that where he cooks breakfast for his long lost family, and it's it's a grown man cooking a breakfast like a six year old would cook. So it's a combination of spaghetti and sweets. Okay, very much my approach when I top my frozen yogurt, mm-hmm. giving it the full name there for your benefit. Thanks. So instead of having berries or a bit of granola, I'm having white chocolate crunch, mm-hmm. and I am having. Biscoff spread. Biscoff spread? What, sort of like squirted on top? Do you know what Biscoff spread is? Yeah. Okay, so I thought we were about to get into another thing. (laughs) It's like you've been frozen in time like Austin Powers and you don't know about the things they have in the modern world. I have to say the only reason I know about Biscoff spread is because you've spoken about it before. I wouldn't know otherwise. Well, I, I, I think I was an early adopter because some years ago there was a newspaper article which said a new spread is coming to Britain. <laughs> That's going to be like the crack cocaine of high ca- highly calorific spreads. The 70s saw sandwich bread. Yeah. The noughties saw Biscoff. And I thought to myself, well, I'm having some of that then. If it's that calorific and they're calling mm. it the crack cocaine of sweet food. <laughs> so I really like the spread. I did, there was a period at which I could just spoon it out of the jar and I'm, I don't do that now, but I do get it as a topping on my frozen yoghurt. However... So they just scoop it on like peanut yeah. butter. Okay. Yeah, yeah. However, it's it's the, the the way the shop goes is you get your frozen yogurt and then you get your choice of three toppings. But Biscoff spread isn't one of those because it is a luxe oh, topping. An extra, right? An extra 70p. 70? Mm. So when I order my <laughs> Froyo... What? So I was just thinking you get a whole jar for that. Like, take your own jar with you next time. Well... This is this is this is what I'm knocking up against. So okay. when I when I order it, yeah. they say what toppings do you want, and I'll say oh, I'll have some uh, white chocolate crunch, right? I'll have some peanut nibs, oh nibs, <laughs> and I'll have uh, I'll have some Biscoff spread, please, right? And it is like to the person working in the Froyo shop, as if somebody has just asked for gold leaf to be sprinkled on it, really? even though it's one of their toppings, yeah. and then they say, oh, just to let you know. And you can hear the trepidation in their voices. They're saying it just to, just to let you know that's a, a lux topping. So lux. it's a, it's it's an extra seventy p. Is that okay? Right. And this is my moment, my drifter moment in this interaction, mm. because I don't, I, I I neither want to wince as if I think, oh, that's a bit steep, but I don't want to seem all blasé. Like, oh yeah, seventy mm. p is nothing for to me. I'm just, I, I, I wipe my bum with 50 pound notes. That's a hard middle ground to achieve. Isn't it? Very hard. Yes. What do you do? You be the, you be the froyo. Okay. Person. Just to let you know, uh, the Biscoff spread, it's 70p. You could probably have a whole jar with that. But anyway, 70p. So just to let you know, it's a luxe topping. I didn't like the way you did that role playing. Oh, why not? Because she did that silly bit in the bit about the whole. <laughs> okay, just it, doing took, it. it took me out at the moment. Okay, doing yeah. it, doing it. Uh, just to let you know, um, this Biscoff spread is seventy p extra. It's a, it's a luxe topping. Okay, yeah, that, that's fine. That's fine. Right, so you're sort of being more. 
modest. But if you watch my facial expression as you were saying it, yeah. so that you were concentrating on your words more than you were on my face. Mm-hmm. I was listening to you. I looked a bit surprised. I tried to show the cogs going around in my brain, which thought seventy p. It's a little treat to myself. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with it. Mm-hmm, 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 okay, that's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. And do you think that's what they're getting from it? Or? I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't care. That's what you're giving them. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I try. I try to always take my own shopping bags out. Mm-hmm. On the rare occasion, I'm I'm caught short without one, and then they say, "Oh, would you like a bag?" Oh yeah, yes, please. And they go, "Oh, it's ten p." Mm-hmm. It's very difficult for me to give the same in that situation because mm-hmm. every bit of me inside of me goes, "Oh, okay, it's ten p." <laughs> I don't care. It means nothing's meaningless to me, Tempe. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could dig a well somewhere for that. I, d- I don't know. Mm-mm. But that's that's the way we all live. We all have co- co- cognitive dissonance about these things. Yep. And, and in my world, Tempe means nothing. But I don't want to say that. No. But neither do I want them to feel like they're ripping me off with a Tempe bag, which I believe is mandatory anyway. So they're mm, not. No. Difficult balance to. Uh, mm. To strike, isn't it? Very hard. To get very annoyed when I was a kid, and um, I'd be dismissive about five p or ten p, and an adult would say, two p's a lot of money," or five p's a lot of money," because I just know it wasn't even then. What if someone says, "Because this is what I always say in my own head," it all adds up. Like two p's, nothing, but a hundred, you know, two a two p every day over a year, a bit more, not much more, to be honest. Here's the thing about life. Mm-hmm. There are some very rich people. Yep. I don't think any of them achieve their fortunes, amass their fortunes mm. by thinking about 5p or 2p. No. I know people say look after the pennies and the pounds or look after themselves. Yeah, yeah. I have never read a profile mm. on somebody who is wealthy Mm-mm. where that has been their route to mm. a fortune. No, it more tends to be like luck, hereditary or hard work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it, you, you see on the face of it, God, they just worked really hard and they had an idea and it came off for them. Oh, I'm going to wait. What's this bit about the parents giving them a million pounds <laughs> to get started? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all that stuff, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we need to worry about the two Ps or the five Ps. Okay. But, you, but you still need to do the correct face if someone says, that bag's 10p, by the way. Like, oh, um, okay. Okay, okay, okay. that's fine. I'm going to consider it. Yeah, uh, 10p. Uh, just like thinking through my budget for the month. Mm, yeah, I can accommodate it. Yes. I, I can accommodate that. Just this once. I won't have a Freddo. No. I don't even know how much Freddo is. 25 I thought you were doing another like shortening of a word there when you said Freddo. Do like you know Fro-yo. what Freddo is? Yeah, I do you? know what a Freddo is. Of course I do. <laughs> Not everything somebody says that ends in O <laughs> is an abbreviation. No, no. Apart from Australians. Of course, yeah. I'm a little bit worried that I came across as obnoxious there. No. That you didn't care about your five p, your ten p. That's right. I think most people are like that. I care about if it, I care about notes. Right. I care about ones. two pound coins. Mm-mm. I once bought a boat, saving up two pound coins. Really? Yep. That is extremely impressive. There you go. Twenty five horsepower. So <laughs> now you now you are showing yeah. up. So I, I care about two pound coins. It's just if it ends in p, Mm-mm. I think I can't get that bothered about it yeah all right just worry about what the listeners think of me <laughs> i know that uh if you've listened to this week in week out as many people have you would be under the impression that i don't care what people think <laughs> i don't actually i don't know if anybody has ever cared as acutely about what people think of them at the same time as spewing stuff out of their brain constantly which will make people think they're an awful person as me <laughs> Do you not think that's that's no? Okay, no, you're fine. You're all fine. right, all right. Um, so have we heard from drifters? We have. First one is Jenny. This has literally just happened to me, and I'm so mortified. The only course of action that I could think to take was to run home and immediately share my trauma with both of you and fellow drifters, who I know will understand. My partner and I have recently moved from Hertfordshire to a small seaside town in Devon. I now work from home permanently and we've always wanted to live down here, so decided now was the ultimate time to take the plunge as my job is so flexible. 
It's the sort of town where everybody knows each other and outsiders stick out like a sore thumb. So far, everybody has been very friendly to us, but we are more than aware of our non-local status. Because of this, we have both been on our best behaviour, trying to get things right, getting as involved as we can in the community and generally trying to blend in and not cause a fuss. I've had a couple of successful interactions with my neighbours and local shopkeepers and even received a note from my upstairs neighbour calling me a hero for sorting out our building shared recycling bins. Wow. This, as you can imagine, was probably the best thing that's happened to me since the start of 2020. Today, I had to pop to the post office on my lunch break to send off a dress I'd just sold online. I'd run out of packaging, so had to first buy the packaging, then do that awkward thing of writing the dress on it in the shop, probably leaning on a wall or holding up the queue at the counter, then getting in line again to actually post it. For a drifter, this is quite a stressful situation, so I'd practised it in my head, envisaged where I could stand to do the awkward address bit, and even brought my own Sharpie. I was prepared. (laughs) This particular post office is part of a WH Smiths and there's the post office counter at one end and the regular till for stationery, etc. at the other end. I've been in the shop once before and there was no no queue, so I've been able to go straight up to the post office counter that time, no bother. This time, however, there was a queue of about five people waiting for the post office. The envelopes that I needed to buy were at the regular till end of the shop. And as I picked them up, the till became free as a customer finished their transaction and walked out of the door. Pleased with how things were going so far, I walked up to the till and paid for my things. Is there a counter I can use to write the address on the envelope? I asked the woman behind the till and she pointed me back in the direction of the post office side of the shop where there was a table. I sauntered over to the table, really pleased with myself that I delivered my line correctly and began to get out of my pen (laughs) and my phone with the address on it to copy down. That's when I noticed the man at the front of the post office queue walking towards me in the opposite direction to the post office counter and clear his throat loudly as he passed where I stood. Out of the corner of my eye, I watched him heading to the till I had just used and the realisation hit me. The queue I had mistaken as I walked in to be solely for the post office was in fact for both counters. Uh, I'd accidentally pushed in, queue jumped, skipped the line in front of six other people, six locals just trying to get on with their day, uh, which is probably now ruined by this outsider from London who clearly did not know the rules of the post office. This sort of thing may not sound like a big deal, but you should see the Facebook notice board for this town. Oh, boy, do the locals enjoy reporting people, mainly tourists, for getting things wrong. I'd basically committed committed one of the biggest small town (laughs) faux pas. Now I was faced with a decision. Do I turn round and face the rest of the queue, announce my realisation of the mistake, apologise and offer to pay for their postage? (laughs) Do I stay quiet, finishing the address and then get in the queue to post it, standing behind the people I had just wronged? I could be in that queue for 30 minutes, giving everyone enough time to memorise my appearance and they then might spread the word with other locals. (laughs) I stood there weighing up my options for what felt like 72 years, but was probably three seconds. I then did the only thing that made sense to me. I stopped writing, put my Sharpie away, put everything in my bag and walked very quickly out of the shop and practically (laughs) ran home. Yes, I ran away. I'm now faced with a further dilemma because I still haven't posted the flipping package. How can I even return to the post office now? I suppose I could send my partner, but he's a drifter too. And who knows what sort of situation he'll get himself into. At least at the moment, only one of our names is tarnished. I guess I'll have to take a trip to the next town, use their post office and hope that the word hasn't spread that far yet. But knowing these small towns, it's only a matter of time. (laughs) I mean, that was just my first thought. Oh, she will just have to use... The post office in a nearby town forever now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or can I recommend using the post office website, weighing the package, putting the label on at home? Oh, yeah, you do all that, don't you? Oh, I love it. Save so much interaction. I bet it was a drifter who invented that. (laughs) It was, I bet it was, yeah. A drifter with a printer. (laughs) Okay, and this is from Brit. I have a social, I have a story of social ineptitude ineptitude to share. On a recent visit to Somerset, we took a walk up to the Glastonbury Tour. It was very windy, so I decided to take a rest and sit on a bench just below the tour itself while my husband continued to the top. A lady sat down beside me as her knee was giving her pain on the journey up. 
She made some small talk with me, asking if we were on the same campsite nearby and saying her husband had also continued to walk up to the top with their two dogs and it was their first time ever camping in a motorhome. I said we were at the same site and then we were in a motorhome too. We used to have a dog, but she sadly died last year. However, we never took her away on holiday with us in our motorhome as she was a golden retriever and such a big dog and it would have been a nightmare trying to move around in there with her. So stayed with the family. She stayed with the family when we went away. I asked where she was from. The lady said Winchester. I said, Winchester, you're joking. We were there last week. I immediately felt my cheeks burn. You're joking. Why did I say you're joking? What's wrong with saying, oh, really, it's nice. We were there recently. That's what normal people would say, right? But you're joking. (laughs) It might have made sense if she gave the address of my new next door neighbour or something. Or maybe Buckingham Palace or some such unbelievable location. But you're joking. (laughs) Oh, Just as my eyes were rolling back into normal position, her husband appeared from the tour. Oh, no. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. <laughs> with the two dogs they brought with them. Yeah. One of them was a huge, fluffy, uh, golden, golden retriever. retriever. I need to refrain from engaging with strangers. <laughs> we all do. Yes. But we can't. No. And that's why we're here. Yes. Uh. <laughs> Send us your story. It's hello at adriftpodcast.com. <laughs> Annabelle? Yes. You're going to give us another way in which you're not a fully functioning adult? I am. Now, this is something that happened three weeks ago, and it's taken me this long to be able to talk about it. And when I say talk about it, this is really the first time I've spoken about it. I've not told anybody else. Great. So we've spoken before about the difficulty of describing this podcast to others. Mm. Like It's come up twice in Quandary Corner. None of us know how to sum it up, and especially not how to sum it up in a way that sounds appealing. I feel like that we have got an added difficulty in that I want to say it's a funny podcast, so it doesn't sound like a serious self-help podcast. But I'm a firm believer that funny is a compliment and you can't use it about yourself. Yeah, it's it's a word that other people can use about, yes. Exactly. The only way around it is to say, oh, it's got some funny emails from listeners. I usually do that. Or I say, oh, and Jeff, I do it with, he's funny. All these things are true. But it's terribly awkward, especially when this is my job and it's one that didn't exist 10 years ago. I feel like when it comes to applying for insurance online and you have to tick your job from a long list, podcasts won't be there for another 30 years, (laughs) seeing as they still haven't managed to update it to include things like web designer yet. (laughs) So we've all agreed it's difficult and awkward to describe this podcast. Okay, so now imagine you've been asked to describe this podcast while in hospital, lying on a bed, naked from the waist down, legs open, speculum inserted, very bright light shining, and a gynaecologist and a junior doctor peering into your vagina. And then also imagine, and this is disgusting, that you weren't even expecting an internal examination as you'd had an internal scan the week before and you're a very busy mum of a very busy toddler and you hadn't showered for three days and you'd had a very sweaty cycle ride to the hospital. And this, this is the moment someone says to me, so what do you do? Which I'm sure was a very kindly way to relax and distract me. And yes, it very much did distract me. But I should have just said I worked in marketing or in a shop or anything at all. I could have said I run a website because like I do, but I left too long a pause while thinking what to say, which felt weird. So I felt I had to say, oh, well, I do a podcast. But I shouldn't because I was then asked, oh, what's it about? Uh, and my brain couldn't even cobble together our pre-prepared phrase about <laughs> worrying that your thoughts are in comic sans. So I just started blathering on about social awkwardness during perhaps the most uh, awkward moment of my life. Oh, my God. I was fine. Don't worry, everyone. Medically fine. It's very uninteresting and totally fine. I'd completely forgotten about that side of it because <laughs> I was so concerned about the interaction. But honestly, if they could have found something up there that cut short that conversation, a nest of spiders, a scorpion, <laughs> a crocodile, I would have chosen that over what actually happened. No question at all. <gasps> Horrific. <laughs> 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. my family for the first time in oh, 18 months this I meant weekend. to ask you, how was it? It was just great. So they are in Wales, which meant that we could go and visit them slightly earlier than you can go to people's houses in uh, England. Only yeah. by, I mean, I think they they were a couple of weeks ahead of England, but um, we were there like two days before it changed here too. But I took a train to get there mm. and what was weird is after all this time going on a train and the experience being so different to what you're used to in what ways was it dramatically different you can't tell who the bad people are anymore why so if, if there's one person at a table of four and they've strewn all their bags around on the other seats they're the is bad that because person. they're a terrible person or is it because of social distancing you can't tell you're right that was always a key sign Mm. yeah and we got on the train and it's me and sarah and an enormous but young child and i think if i was at a table for four and i was on my own Mm. my instinct would be to offer the table to the family Mm -hmm. however are the people who didn't do that whom there are many are they not offering the table because they're terrible people? Probably. Or is it because they've somehow got it in the back of the head that the table would need to be disinfected or something? Yeah. Oh, if they, yeah. Mm. It really gives people, it yes. really lets people off the hook. It does. So when we eventually found somewhere to sit, a, a table across the aisle from us was a, a, a businessman. He was like somebody you would get as a contestant on The Apprentice. He was talking on the phone constantly about deliverables and bottom lines and numbers of pounds in the thousands and tens of thousands. I mean, I, 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 know, I wasn't eavesdropping enough to know what his line of work was, mm. but I was aware enough of it to, to know it was constant and it was all business. It's very alpha. Mm-hmm. At some point, my son needed to get up to go to the toilet. Um, I got up to let him through and take him i managed to drop drop a computer on the floor in the process and knock over a can of fizzy pop that i had on the table diet coke Mm. so the diet coke falls onto the floor of the train into the aisle Mm. and spills on the carpet now above where this has happened about 60 centimeters above this businessman has his jacket folded up on the chair opposite him Mm mm-hmm now, maybe if I had shook up a can of pop and then opened it and thrown it at the floor simultaneously, it could have sprayed up onto his jacket. Right. But as it was, it was just like spilling something mm-hmm. onto the floor. When mm. it hit the floor, some spilled out. The level of passive-aggressive checking his coat oh, that he God. then did. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really quite something. Right. But... Then had a little victory. Mm-hmm. So he's doing a lot of tutting and harumphing and checking his jacket and what on. I even, he, he even, I even said, I'm, I'm so sorry about that. Is everything okay? And he's like, yeah, 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 it's fine. Checks his jacket again. Oh, God. Yeah, it's fine. I go, honestly, is, is everything okay? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and I don't know what he wanted from me, but he was one of those people. Mm. Five, ten minutes later, I hear, and excuse me, it's ever so polite. Is there any chance I could possibly borrow your phone charger? Oh. oh I found that such a victory. You're the winner. Yes. Hey. Yeah. He had to come crawling to me. Yeah. After all that acting up, he had to come crawling to me to borrow my phone charger. Crawling all through that wet floor. <laughs> and, and do you know what I was? Gracious. Nice as pie. Of course you were. Of course you were. <laughs> I'll really rub it in by being just mm, super nice. Mm. 
also on the subject of fizzy drinks. While we were in Wales visiting my parents, I took Jean to a playground. Am I speaking very quietly on this podcast this week? At the moment, yes, but not continuously. Okay. Um, he was on the swings. Oh my God, that kid can sit on a swing. Also, as previously mentioned, he's, he's enormous. So I feel like my arms are going to drop off. <laughs> I, I push him for 25, 30 minutes. Oh, that is a long yeah, time. Yeah, and he's a big kid. And he doesn't get bored after that long. Wow, he oh. loves it. So we're, it's, it's this empty playground apart from us. It's four swings. I'm pushing him on one of them. After a while, two teenage girls come uh, and one sits on the swing next to his. And obviously I'm scared of teenagers, so I don't make any contact, any eye contact or anything with them. But I'm aware that something is going on beyond just swinging. And I do some furtive looks over. And what I can see is the one sitting on the swing is essentially using it as a seat. She has her camera phone out. And then the other one is crouching down on the ground and has a bottle of Diet Coke and some tree ball mints. Oh, really? Yeah. This feels so retro. I love and it. And she's, she's trying to do that thing. Yes. Now, I've never done this thing, but I have watched YouTube videos of it or I've got some awareness of it. And what awareness I have is that it only works with those mints, Mentos. Men, yeah, yeah. Or yes. Mentos, whichever you call them. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not going to happen with the tree ball mint. What would you do in that situation? Oh, very tempted to tell them. Very tempted. But would I? I? Want, but yeah, I don't want to interact with a teenager, but I do want to pass on that information. So what do you do? Well, Jean starts asking what they're doing. Mm. So I say in, is it called sotto voce on stage where you're speaking in a whisper, but you kind of want to be overheard? Yes. Or a stage whisper. Um, I say to him, oh, they're trying to do a really fun thing. But I think those might be the wrong kind of mints that they're using, actually, because those are tree bore mints. And I think they need to use these ones called Mentos. Mm, right. Um, some people call them Mentos, <laughs> but I think it's Mentos, mm. plural. But who who knows? This, lots of people have had this conversation before. But yeah, it's, it's, but you you want to see? You know, you would love what would happen if they had some of these Mentos mints. And so they don't acknowledge this, but but then about a minute later they leave. Yeah, and I see them go over the road, go into a shop, and then they come back with Mentos. Oh, they come back to the exact same place they were. Just so weird. Mm. Um, and then you know, she starts filming. The other one crouches down, pops in a mento. Yeah. Nothing happens. Oh. <laughs> what do you mean nothing happens? It's supposed to explode. I know. So at this point, Jean, having been promised something spectacular, is going, what's happening, Daddy? Why isn't anything happening? Still avoiding all eye contact or anything with mm. these young women. Uh, and I say, I don't know. There must be some kind of knack to it. Um, maybe we could watch a YouTube video <laughs> to see to see how you do it. So then he and I watch a YouTube video, yeah. which I have to give a loud running commentary on to give them the idea of what to do with these mentomins. insane, right? So I'm like, oh, look, yeah. Oh, so I see what you do. So you put them in and you kind of let them fizz and put the uh, uh, put the lid on. And, or do you put the lid on? I can't remember. And, and then you have to sort of shake it up and throw it at the floor really hard. One minute later. They do it. They do it. And? Nothing happens. What? I don't know. This is so weird. What happens next? They leave. <laughs> They're surprised they didn't charge you for the Mentos. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> Where did they think you were? This is so weird. You didn't have any interaction with no. you. You basically, no. like a puppeteer, were yes. instructing them what to do, yeah. but wrongly. Yeah. Oh, how awful. Do you think that's one of the weirdest interactions? That... So weird. Yeah. yeah. I love it that they came back to the same place as well. Maybe the camera angle was great there. That, that, that somebody would have thought of me as a fount of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Well, more the YouTube video, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quandary corner at the Glap Clinic here in Problematic. Annabelle. Okay, just putting my glasses on. Get them on. Right, first one is from Rebecca. I have a problem within a problem. 
I'll start with the easy problem. I bought a cute decorative birdhouse last year and a month ago we took it down on a windy night so it would fall so it wouldn't fall and break. While it was on the ground, my one and a half year old must have picked it up and dropped it because it cracked. I was trying to decide if it was noticeable enough to keep when problem number two comes in. I had decided it wasn't worth it and I'd throw it out when my dad came over and noticed it. Small backstory, he's probably the most unaware drifter I know, bless his heart. He asked if he could see if he could fix it for me and I thought, well, if he can't, I'll just throw it away. No big loss. He brought it back next week, told me every detail of how he tried and how it wasn't very well made. I already knew that. And it looks awful. See attached picture. I will describe the picture to you. Imagine if, remember that lady who did that Spanish um, picture of Christ, she repainted it. <laughs> Imagine if she got more involved with pottery repairs. Right. With, kind, with, along those lines, maybe mm. not as extreme, but mm. along those mm. lines. He's the kind of person that would say he wasn't offended by me throwing it away, but I'm fairly certain he would be just based on his story of how he tried fixing it. Labour of love, you know. As I said, I was planning on throwing it away, but now if I do, I'm afraid he'll be heartbroken. I know I should just have told him not to fix it, but here we are. What do you suggest I do? Tell him there's like an Alfred Hitchcock style bird attack. (laughs) And they destroyed it. Yes, because that's so thrilling as well. I mean, not hugely plausible like you could wait for another windy night the weather's quite bad at the moment struck by lightning hoodlums hoodlums struck by lightning theft crazy ravens theft yeah, yeah. How, why, why is my bird strike no, 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 thing not okay and then your ravens thing no is... that's that's what that's i was adding yours to the list oh i see yeah, yeah, i see yeah. i see yeah. i see yeah um i really sympathize though mm. when people try and be helpful and make things look terrible mm-hmm why are you looking at me like that? No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking about whether I should say something or not. Oh, right. Does it involve Does someone it... who might listen? Well, I don't think so, but I feel, I feel slightly feel uncomfortable guilty. saying it, okay. which is we have a cleaner. Mm. She's just lovely. Mm. Handy with a needle and thread. Mm-hmm. She has offered every now and again to fix some clothes and, and done a nice job of it. Yeah. A few weeks ago, she noticed that our sofa had a small hole in it mm-hmm. and offered to stitch that up. Mm-hmm. Hasn't gone very well. This is an expensive sofa. Mm-hmm. It looks like, I don't know, some, somebody in battle who doesn't need to perform <laughs> emergency stitches on themselves. Oh, dear. Just to get back to base or something. Right, right. It looks like that. Not much you can do, is there? No, because she's she's there every week. Mm-mm. Like the only thing I can think of doing is having the whole sofa reupholstered, which would cost thousands of pounds, mm. or getting a new sofa. Yeah, you could set fire to it, and then, well, then you still have to buy a new one. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yes. Mm. So but, what are we advising? Oh yeah, the, a the number bird of attack. options. Yeah. A number of options. <laughs> We've been given so many options yeah. there; it's all fine. Okay, and this is from Grand Chancellor Sharon. Is it ever okay to sign off a work email with "See you next Tuesday" if you genuinely are going to see the recipient oh. on the following Tuesday, or will it always read like an inadvertent insult using a very, very bad word? I have on several occasions typed it without thinking, and fortunately gone back to delete it before pressing send. The same applies if I'm seeing the person on the following Thursday. Or, like a true drifter, am I just overthinking it? Oh, I've never thought about the Thursday one. Yeah, see you next Thursday. Which, okay, it would be the same thing, but oh. you, I've never heard anybody say that. No, no. I think the Thursday you're overthinking it, the Sunday I would do exactly the uh, same Tuesday, Tuesday I would do exactly the same thing. Um, Re- rephrase, I think. I'd take out the next. See you Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. Or if there's a Tuesday between now and then, mm. say see you Tuesday week. Yeah. Right mm. or the date? See, see you on the seventeenth. Yeah, actually, that there we go. I yeah. would do that. Okay, yeah. yeah, that was easy. That was easy. Yeah, great. But but what I liked about that one is that that is something that I have agonised about, mm. and it's I've always felt like nobody else has thought that. I thought mm. I'm just being insane here, <laughs> and yet I've agonised it. And it's so nice to know that somebody else has had the same yeah. uh, same little quandary. If you have a little dilemma about social etiquette. That was weird. Word, yeah, interesting. What word did I once use? I was trying to impress somebody. Oh, said beguiling. Oh, that's nice. Beguiling. I was talking to a cool person, mm. and I used the word beguiling, which I know is 
said beguiling, mm. but something about them was so intimidating that I overthought it. I thought, I, th- I mean, I've always said beguiling, but they seem so refined and classy. Maybe they would say beguiling. <laughs> so I then said beguiling and straight away they just made fun of me. Oh. And then the next time I met them, they brought it up again. No, yeah. that's me. Some months later. Oh. I know. Anyway, what was I saying? Etiquette. Oh yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you can uh, you can email us. It's hello at adriftpodcast dot com. That little podcast. It was a little, little. Was it a mini? Was it? It was a mini or normal size by uh, former standards. Mm. Do you think I've been weird on this podcast tonight? A bit weird. You did go a bit quiet at one point, but only briefly. Mm, Okay. Um, Thanks to Man and the Echo for the backing music, and to Emily Harrison for the incidental music. Kim Rainey made our artwork. Carla Gowlett took the photos. And I'll finish this week by saying, you're joking. Here's what I think it is. I feel like I've brought a similar energy to the whole podcast this week, uh, to what I usually bring to this bit, the podication. Oh, okay. If the podcast is the party, mm. this bit is the bit at the end of the night when there's just a few stragglers. The more relaxed after party. Yeah. Mm, interesting. I mean, why I use that as an analogy, because <laughs> I'm neither party? relaxed uh, yeah, <laughs> at a party. Yeah. Mm. I need to talk to you about the party dilemma I'm having, but now isn't the time. Okay, next week. Let's uh, let's get on to this podcast. Oh, I've just seen it. It's from, it's from Imperial Princess Ellie Brammer, who says, Hi, Annabelle and Jeff. Hi. Hi. Hope you're both okay. I don't know if I am. I'm, I thought I was, and then I feel like I've been a bit odd on the podcast this week. Mm. I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I wonder if my synapses aren't connecting properly. Mm. Do you want me to tell you about my latest... I don't know if ailment overstates it, but uh, worry about the state of my body and its decline. Um, Yeah, go on. It's quite a weird one. Oh, okay, definitely then. I've become convinced that (laughs) the skin on my face is thicker than it usually is. That's weird. So, let me tell you what I mean. If you were to put your your thumb inside your mouth, right, behind your teeth, mm. and then pinch your lip from the inside with the finger on the outside, mm. Uh, mm. Yeah? I think my lip is about twice as thick as it usually is. But how often were you doing that before? Just feel, know. you think, this, well, when you this, smile, this it feels heavier. Or just everything. And then I do it on my cheek, and it's the same thing. I feel like my face is swollen, but if I look at it in the mirror... It just looks the same. It just looks the same to my eyes, yeah. So it might How be swelling weird. inwardly. You Googled it, right? Yeah. The thickening are... of the skin on the face, right? Yeah, there are a number of cancers that it could be. Really? Very rare. Hope you don't turn into a tree person. It's not going to go tree. Oh, yeah. The skin thickens and then turns into trunk. No, that, that, wouldn't, be, that wouldn't be good. That is a thing, though, isn't it? It is a thing, yeah. yeah. Awful thing. Don't Google it. No, no. It's not. I mean, if you are that person, uh, I um, I'm. I was... Yeah, sorry that you deal with that, yeah, and I terrible. don't mean to make you in any way uh, an outcast. But um, but it's uh, it's it's a hard one mm. on Google Images, at least. I'm sure it's harder to live with. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not happy with myself. I feel like I haven't handled that sensitively. It's all right. Thinking, what if there's a tree person listening? I think they're in Indonesia. There's just one of them, and they're in Indonesia. Podcasts go everywhere and about. That's true, actually. God, I feel worried now too. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, like you, you know, you could have a similar affliction. This face thing. So mm. that fine. could be that could be how Christ teaches me a lesson. Yeah, for not being able to look at that on uh, on Google Images. Why is it like your skin becomes like bark? 
Yeah, is it some kind of an overproduction of keratin or something? I'm not sure. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Should we move on? I hope I do get that now in solidarity with the tree people of Indonesia. What I think is weird at this point is that you said who it's from and they're, and they're waiting. Like It must be feel really weird to be like, oh, 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 oh no, I'm still talking about the tree thing. Mm. What, oh, oh, must feel weird to be waiting this long. I think when I was younger, <laughs> I was a lot more insensitive in the things that I would just blurt out on radio. Mm. Whereas now I really consider, I, I try at least to consider people's feelings a bit more. Yeah. And I'm really stuck in a little loop in my head, worrying about a tree person having heard what we just said. But we were just... We, okay, but I was just—I was I expressing because uh, I don't want to stigmatize. No, we were just them. expressing concern that you thickening of your skin might head in that direction. I know, but then I said I find it hard to look at on Google Images. Oh, that well, was that was the yeah, bit that wasn't great. I see, yeah, yeah. We'll just take it back. I do. I take it back. There you go. I, t- I just want to go on record as mm. saying I take that back. Say like sorry sending as well. an email when you send one of those recall emails with yeah. it all crossed out. Yeah, that's it. And and if you are uh, if you are somebody who lives lives with that thing mm. i don't want to google it because i don't want to don't look it. <laughs> if you are somebody who um, lives, lives with that thing mm. i hope that the little journey i went on there mm. is the journey that society more broadly goes on in terms of acceptance on it lovely you've okay. really turned that around thank you let's move on now ellie sorry about that Today, the 30th of July, we were driving 30th of July this is from nearly oh, well, a year ago yeah, yeah. Okay. that's where we are Oh, yeah. You'll let her know, won't you? Yeah, of course. Uh, We were driving home from a fabulous camping trip with friends and we listened to the latest edition of Adrift in the Car and we laughed and cringed along to the stories and tales from fellow drifters and then the podications came on. There was a podication from a mum requesting a podication for her daughter called Ellen, formerly Ellie, and Jeff said the name Ellie rang a bell and my husband, Matt, jokingly said... Maybe it means you, as I have written in and tweeted a couple of times. We continued to listen, and then the final podication came on, and we couldn't believe the coincidences that followed. The podication nominee said that she was from Newfoundland, and that she had been recommended adrift by her friend in Macclesfield, whose house was by the canal. Jeff then wondered if the friend in Macclesfield was the person who had tweeted him about seeing him in Macclesfield as he walked past Fatface, where she then worked so far, so normal, but not to us driving home to Macclesfield. My name is Ellen, though I am known as Ellie. I recommended a drift to my friend Sarah Ellis, who lives in London, but is originally from Newfoundland. <laughs> my house backs onto the canal in Macclesfield, and it was me that tweeted Jeff as I saw him walk past fast, Fat Face in Macclesfield, where I used to work. We couldn't believe all the similarities. So my 12-year-old daughter, Meg, said that this was a sign that I should write in and request a podication. So if it's okay, I would like to request a podication for my lovely Newfoundland friend and fellow drifter, Sarah, and for my beautiful daughter, Meg, who I last requested a podication for on her first birthday. Thank you. Imperial Princess Ellie Brammer. That's a lot of coincidence, isn't, isn't it? Crazy. Meg's probably thirteen now. Probably. Sarah probably doesn't listen. <laughs> Maybe Ellie still does. If she's been listening that long, she's already put up with a lot. But maybe, as with a lot of people. The last year has given a chance to take stock of a few things and make mm. some much needed changes in her life and she's no longer with us. I don't mean no longer with us no, with no, us, no, I mean no. as a as a drifter. Yeah. As a as a listener. Lots to think about. A huge amount. I'd like I'd like it if all those people were still listening. Hope so. I think the least likely is probably Meg. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. Followed by Sarah. Mm. Followed by Ellie. What about original Ellie? Oh, long gone, I'm sure. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Mm. Um well, there we go. Ellie, it's always, uh, it's always lovely to hear from you. Yes. That was a real moment for me, walking past that fat face mm, that day. Yeah. Don't know what happened. Just You know, you just, uh, I just clocked something and there it was on Twitter. <laughs> I don't usually clock much as I move through the world. It's been a long time since I was in Macclesfield. 
Mm. I've been up and then those 108 steps for a long time. 108 steps to what? Just some, st- well, they go from... Oh, they're just some step, okay. Right. Yeah, the top right. bit to the bottom bit. Right. It's called the 108 steps. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah. I don't remember that from the tour. Yeah, when I was a boy, I used to be able to run up and down them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm having a little... I'm having a little uh, you are. There are places I remember. I'm like meandering through the avenues and alleyways of Macclesfield in my mind here. And we're all just thinking hot brick, hot brick, hot brick, hot aren't we? Right. So let's not. I've gone even quieter now. No, what's going on? Are you tired? I think you're tired. I think I am tired. I think another thing is, you know, I've been doing this podcast with Sarah. Oh, yeah. About the Beatles, ostensibly, although it's really not. Got two episodes left to go. Mm. When I record that, she is so domineering (laughs) and aggressive. (laughs) That I think I really shrink into myself. Right. And we record an episode earlier. Mm. And I think I'm still in... Shrink mode. Shrink mode, yeah. Mm, mm. Even though you're you're not like that at all. No, not at all. No. <sighs> yeah, she really uh, went for me on that podcast. Did she? Yeah. I'd have to have listened. I wouldn't <laughs> hear me enough. All right. Um, Ellie, thank you for, for, for being here, if you still are. And it's the latest edition of the podcast, podicated from Ellie to Sarah and Meg, and if you'd like a publication, email us, hello at adriftpodcast.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 